Hey, church. <laughs> Thank you, pastors, for this opportunity. Okay, so let's see. Kindness is a character of the Holy Spirit and is the source of our kindness. When the Holy Spirit is free in you and me to live out what God intends for him to live out in us, kindness is going to be one of them. We all should experience kindness. It's a gift from God provided by the Holy Spirit, and we are the channels. In Colossians 3.12, Paul talks about uh, putting on a heart of kindness. Um, it's our responsibility as a child of God to show kindness. The natural overflow um, in your life and mine should be to those around us. Yeah. Kindness equals being tenderhearted. Um, it has to be, it really has to be from your heart um, and should be extended to everyone that we encounter, every chance we get um, when we're out and about you know, in public, we've, you know, taught this about this on, you know, many occasions. Um, you know, we just have to represent, know that we're representing Christ. Kindness requires obedience. It involves truthfulness, discipline, instruction, and many other fruit of the Spirit. When it is hard to be kind to those who are not kind in return, just remember what God in expects of us. I remember um, a saying kind of growing up, do unto others as they do unto you. Well, we're not here to, you know, uh, show kindness for ourselves or to please ourselves. It's all to the glory of God. And so even when it's hard, we have to show and be in our character of God. God showed us the greatest act of kindness when he died on the cross for us. So lean into his unfailing kindness and watch how it multiplies in your own life, testifying to everyone around you of the goodness of God. That's part of the gospel, and that's how we should um, carry ourselves. So, Lord, today I just come before you. And I ask that we would examine our hearts, Father God, each one of us, Father. Just look deep inside of us, Father, and that we, Father God, would be of our godly character and that we would dwell in the Holy Spirit, Father God, that is within us all, that we, Father God, would know and activate, Father God, the kindness and the fruit of the Spirit, Father God, to all those that come around us, Father God. Let us be the example. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you. All right, I guess I have three minutes to speak. Okay. Uh, amen. That was so good, Elder. You, got, you hit some points of mine. But amen. Um, so I'm just going to jump into the definition. And like I said, um, Pastor Rose kind of briefly mentioned it. So... Um, Kindness is an action of God's goodness. And so, like, for example, 
it's the goodness in your heart that you see someone in need, right? Like, oh, you know, you're driving down the street and you see a homeless in need of food or money. And it's that goodness in your heart that you want to give to him, right? And then it's that kindness, that's that action, which is kindness, that you give to that person, right? Food or whatever it is. And so we see in the, in the word that best example is the cross of Jesus, right? What he did. It's that goodness in his heart that he, he wanted to die for us. And it's that kindness, that action he took and uh, that led him to the cross and the love that held him. Because in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says that love is kind. Amen? So when you're walking in love, you're also walking in kindness. Like, it all ties together. It's like a puzzle. So um, in John, 1 John 3, 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but action and in truth. Right? So it's like people, when you say, oh, well, you know, I'm an awesome person or whatever, you know, like they want to see it, right? And how do they see it? By your actions, right? Not just like, just your words, but by your actions, amen? And uh, like the scripture says that they will know you by your fruits, right? Not just what you're saying, but the way you live. And in Romans 2, 4, let me pull that up really quick. I have a lot of scriptures, guys. Get ready. Uh, Romans 2.4 says, or do, um, or do you presume on riches or his, um, of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? So, right, the cross is God's kindness that led us to repentance. Even though we didn't deserve the cross, right? We didn't deserve all the promises that he's given us through the cross, and he did it anyway because of his kindness. Amen? And it shows us a good example of like how that scripture says we're supposed to do even greater. Right? He died for us. He's showing this example of that it takes, a, it takes sacrifice to walk in kindness. Because you, you have to die to self. Right? And so he wants us to do even greater being that example to the world to show kindness. Amen? And then Titus 3.4 talks about how his loving kindness, the kindness of God, saved us. Amen? We didn't deserve it. Like, um, you know, it was mentioned earlier. We didn't deserve the things that God has given us, that God did for us, you know. But he did it anyway because he loved us so much. His kindness, we see that throughout his soul, the whole life of Jesus. And, um, and thank God for that, right? Amen? Um, Kindness is also is uh, also uh, doing good works, right? For example, the life of Jesus. When you see in the story of Jesus how he constantly like um, did good works, right? He served. He constantly like before he went to um, he, before he went to a, a new city, right? He, it was like goodness in his heart, like oh, I'm gonna go to this city, right? But it was that action, that kindness that took him there, and then he saw all these miracles and signs and wonders which is amazing. And um, Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So let your light shine, right? We're supposed to be that example to this world too, so people see God's character in us so that they may see uh, the good works 
and give glory to your Father. So not only when, when you're walking in kindness, when you're walking in all these fruits, it's not just because you have to be a good person, right? Not just because God told us, oh, do these things, you know, because you're, you're called to be a good person and all that and build his character, but because it says to give glory to your Father in heaven, right? They see that goodness. They see that kindness, and you're like, whoa, like, I want that. I want that love. I want that kindness. I want that peace, right? And so you're um, reflecting Christ, and they glorify God through that. Amen? Amen. And um, kind of like what Elder mentioned earlier, the difference between world's kindness and God's kindness. You know, like, oh, you know, if you're kind to me, I'll be kind to you, right? And that's totally not God's way. It's like when you're going through you know, when you're facing like a horrible customer, you know, or your boss is just angry all the time at you and you're like, okay, like, I'm not going to be kind to them, you know, I'm going to show them what they deserve, right? That's obviously the world's view. And God's like, nope, keep on loving them, keep on showing kindness to them, you know, and that's what shocks them. Like, what in the world? Like, where are you, (laughs) where's this coming from, right? Because we're, we're not of this world, right? And that's what, when they see god in you like oh my gosh this is crazy like you're going through the storm or whatever you know and you have such peace in you like i want that you know and it shows god in you and that's when they glorify god so whatever you're facing in life whatever you go through any obstacles you go through during the day see it as like an opportunity to be the light see it as an opportunity to show god more to that person and not like oh my gosh my day sucks because this happened you know or like, no, people around you are looking at you, you know? So you got to see it, okay, God, in this situation, what can I do to be a blessing, to be the light, you know, so you could be glorified through it, amen? amen. Or even at your work, too, when you're going through a hard time at work, you know, and you're like, oh, I just want to quit. Like, it seems like all oh, my customers hate me or the coworkers hate me, you know? It's like, no, t- take a deep breath and ask God, what can I do to show your kindness you know, what can I do to, uh, to show someone kindness and stuff and being that example? Because, like I said, when you're going through stuff, it's not just making you stronger as a person, but it's be- being that example, being that light, and so God could get glorified. Amen? Got to change our mindset in that. So First Thessalonians 5, 15 says, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Amen? Striving. All that you have, you know, that strength, that walking God's strength, all that you have, strive to do what is good for each other. Amen? Even though they might not deserve it, right? And uh, just keep on loving, keep on being kind. Because you're being that light. Another... um, when I was studying this and thinking about the kindness, um, I was kind of thinking about how we go out and evangelize and stuff and how we, um, it's like, it's that goodness in your heart that you want to go evangelize, right? It's like, God, I want to go and touch the hearts of, of the people, right? But it's that kindness, obviously, that action you take to, you know, pray for someone or speak or give a word for someone, right? But I feel like sometimes we allow our insecurities or fears you know, to stop us from walking in kindness, right? And I feel like that's something uh, that's not, um, like, easy to find, you know, rare to find. Like, because we have our days, obviously. We're not perfect, right? But, like, 
I feel like it's like when you're going out and about, like it's rare to see a kind person. You're like, oh my gosh, they're so kind, right? And it just attract. It's like attractive. Like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. What a kind person. And I feel like when we when we go evangelize and share the gospel, or even you know throughout your day and God tells you to go and sometimes we're human obviously sometimes we get stopped by like what if they don't receive the word or you know and you have that fear don't allow that to stop you from walking in kindness amen Amen. just keep on walking in boldness and do and take that action um and another thing when I was thinking about that like evangelizing and stuff and like I was thinking about like the people in the mall right in the middle of how they how they push like and commercialize and push it push the things that they're sell, trying to sell to you right like they're like uh, putting it down your throat kind of thing and um and i was thinking about how sometimes we we tend to do that we're get, we're so caught up in like yeah let's do this you know we're excited to do it like excited to evangelize and stuff but we got to be careful and having that heart having that kindness having that loving kindness right that um and not like uh pushing it down their throat like you need god you know you be baptized like on natural libre right how is like be baptized like I feel, I feel like sometimes we do that right like you need this now take it but we have to and we're so like caught up in in the in the moment right like we're so like let's go 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 like to reach all the hearts you know but it's like we have to build that relationship with the people. We have to walk in that love, right? Because, like, when you approach the people in the mall and they want to, like, oh, you need this iron, you know, look how amazing it is and stuff. It's like, no, it's okay, I already have one, you know. But it's like, no, you need a second one. But it's like, we can't be those kind of people, right? Because it's like, if you already have an iron, you're like, okay, thank you. Like, you're walking away, you know, trying to be all nice to them. And it's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, let's not be those kind of people to the people we evangelize to. Amen? Let's be careful and always walk in love and kindness to them. Amen? Amen. And in Job um, 6.14, try to find that really quick. So it says, He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. So he who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. So what's the fear of the Lord? It's the beginning of wisdom, right? So you're like saying, okay, God, I don't want that part. You know, it's like, it's okay. If you're not walking in kindness, you're pretty much saying, I don't want your wisdom. You know, it's like, I don't want that part of you. So it's, and that's how important kindness is. It leads you to walk in wisdom in every decision you make in life. And uh, the second uh, part I want to say is that uh, this this part I want to we'll talk about a little bit. You might say, like, oh, how is this connected to kindness? It totally is. But life won't be easy, but God has given us the tools, right? So, like, these um, these fruits that we're going through, the spiritual gifts, that, um, that God gave us the tool of kindness, right? So, like, I kind of briefly talked about a little bit how when you're facing something in life, you got to see it as, okay, God, thank you for this trial because it makes me stronger, right? Thank you for this kindness. It's a tool that you've given me through this trial because it's, it's helping me to grow this kindness more and more, right? Because whenever you're facing some, like a next, you, you, like the cycles that you guys were talking about, like Mara was saying, if you, if you take shortcuts, 
you're not going to grow, right? You're like, oh, like if you say like, oh my gosh, my work is horrible, boss doesn't like me, coworkers don't like me, this is hard, I'm going to go to the next job, right? If you do that, every time you go through all these things and struggles in life, you won't grow. So it's you got to ask yourself, like, okay, God, what is it that you have for me to do here? What, it, what areas do I need to grow in, right? And so when you go through an obstacle in life or trial or test, you know, you got to say, okay, God, thank you for this kindness because I know the next trial I'm going to go, I, my kindness is stronger, and then it's going to be easier and easier, but obviously it grows different um, different gifts, right? Different fruits in you. Amen? Amen. And then... Um, that's how they'll see more and more of Christ in you. So that's why it's so important not to dodge these trials, not to dodge, you know, these obstacles and take shortcuts. Amen? Amen. Matthew 16, 24. I think. Okay, I don't have it, sorry. Um, it says here, let him deny himself, take up the cross, and follow me, right? So when you're, like I said earlier, kindness, walking in kindness is, is self you got to sacrifice yourself, right? Sacrifice your time sometimes when God is like, okay, pause what you're doing and go talk to that person, pray for that person, you're like, oh, okay, you know, and you got to sacrifice your time, sacrifice, you know, money, whatever it is that God asks you to do. And I feel like that's why you see don't see kindness as much because it's it's a it's that action you got to take right but we uh, tend to be selfish we're like yeah no it's okay god you know so it's like a thing that you have to completely die to self constantly to walk in kindness and then um My next point was um, how kindness is a secret weapon, right? So when you when you're um, you you guys obviously probably have you know here and there testimonies of how you walked in kindness, right? When someone is treating you so bad, and you're like, oh, you know, and you still have a smile on your face, you're still kind to that person, you're still loving. They're like, oh my gosh, like what are you what is going on right now? Like they don't expect that. They don't they expect you to be rude to them back, right? Because that's a world way of kindness, right? And so, um, and it's beautiful to see that because that's what attracts people. That are, that's what attracts the world. Like, oh, whoa, I want that. I want that peace, you know? How are you having this such peace when you're going through the storm? How are you having such love when this person is so rude to you, right? And Colossians 3. Um, 312 says therefore as God's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourself with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience amen so the same way we wake up we get dressed I hope you all get dressed right every day the uh, same way we should always put on that kindness amen clothe yourself with uh, compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience amen before we start the day. And then um, another thing that what kindness is, is also kindness is serving, right? The story of Jesus, how he 24-7 he served. He, he was always there for the people. He was always available. When there was an opportunity, right, he was always, he, he just went for it. And so when you have an opportunity to, 
uh, be there for someone, right? When you see someone, don't try to take the shortcut. Like I'm going to, uh, like the story I was going to mention is about in Luke uh, 10, 25, where it talks about the Samaritan, right? And how the fir- first person, uh, how the, per- uh, most of you guys know the story, how this, uh, the person got beat up. I think he was from, he was going to Judah. He got, huh? Jer- okay, Jericho. And he, um, got beat up, stripped, got everything stolen from him. And then so he was there laying on the side of the road, right? And then so a Levite, he walked by. He saw him. He went on the other side and just kept on walking. And then a priest, he, he saw him, and he just went on the other side and kept on walking. And then later, a Samaritan, he, he was walking, and he saw him, and he took him, right? He took him, and he took him to the inn. And he, he took care of him, wiped, you know, all his wounds and everything. And then he told the person at the end, I'll give you, you know, here's some money and I'll give you some more money later if, you know, whatever, to cover everything that he needs. And you see that kindness. You totally see that kindness. And it was like above and beyond. Like he gave him money. He took him to the end. He could have just given him money and said, oh, here you go, you know. But he went above and beyond. And that's what we should do. Like when you see... Because I feel like sometimes we could be the priest or Levite, right? We see an opportunity to bless someone with kindness, right? And like we're like, oh, no, not right now. God, I'm busy. It's like, no, you're missing an opportunity to be an example for this person of, of kindness, of love, and who God is, right? And so let's be that like Samaritan. Get, go above and beyond of, with the kindness, right? Not just, oh, here you go, here's the money, but also see if they need prayer for anything. Just talk to them. Build that relationship with that person, right? Um, another amazing, um, beautiful story of kindness is um, David. When in 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13, David was showing kindness to Mephibosheth. Everyone say that, Mephibosheth. <laughs> it's the craziest name ever. Um, so Second Samuel, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from here really quick. So David was asking one of um, Saul's servants from his household, and he was asking him, like, is there anyone alive from Saul's household? And so um, the guy, so the king asked, is there... Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I could show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of John, uh, still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. And so he goes and says, Okay, go, go bring him. I want to see him and stuff. And then Mephibosheth, um, and then in verse 7, he brings him and then, uh, David says, don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? It's crazy to see how it's kind of like, it shows an example of what Jesus did for us, right? Like we were Mephibosheths, right? And like we didn't deserve the cross. We didn't deserve the promises that God given to us through the cross, right? And he's like, no, the, here, I'm going to, 
It says, I'm going to show kindness to you. Not only that, I'm going to restore your land. And not only that, you're going to eat at my table. So it's like above and beyond, right? And that's what God did for us. Like he's like, oh, here's the cross. And by the way, here's all the promises. And here you're going to live eternal life with me and eat at my table, right? And that's what we should do. As a, this is a beautiful example how we need to go above and beyond in walking in kindness. And that's how the world will see God and his love through us and give glory to him. And it's, it's funny how Mephibosheth says, he's like, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? He's like, what? You know, like when you're showing kindness to a person, like, okay, I don't deserve this kindness. Like, what are you, you're freaking me out a little, you know? Because it's like, oh, I'm just, you know, this is, this is, this is a part of who God is, amen, of his kingdom. And then later it says, then Ziba in verse 11 says, said to the king, your servant will do whatever your, my Lord, the king commanded his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at, uh, at eight at David's table like one of the king's sons. How beautiful is that? So awesome. And how David was selfless, right? He's like, I don't care what Saul did, obviously. Uh, you know, he was focused on Jonathan. I want to bless you because of that. And also he was selfless in bringing him in, blessing with so much, you know, and he ate at his table. And... Uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. In verse um, Philippians 2, 3 to 4. Like I said, guys, I have a lot of scripture. Amen. Um, it says, do, not, uh, do nothing out of self out of self-ambition or vain uh, conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. And see, that's exactly what David did, right? As a king, he humbled himself, and he valued others above himself, right? He valued him above himself. Just such a beautiful example. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Right? Not being selfish, like, okay, God, no, I'm busy right now. I got to do this, this, this. I can't help that person, right? It's like, no, you got to put others before yourself. That's love, right? And then uh, Ephesians 4. Oh, I think I. Sorry, I think I read that one. Wait, where is it? Oh, there it's Ephesians 6, 7. It says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Amen? That we're doing this unto the Lord. Everything we're doing, we're, trying, we're pleasing Him, right? Not people. And it says, serve wholeheartedly, giving your all, right? Above and beyond. And then in Proverbs... Where'd it go? Somewhere over here. Mm. I lost it. But Proverbs 19.22 says, What I desire in a man is kindness. Amen? And that's what we all want to desire, you know, in a friend, in, a per in your spouse, is kindness, right? It's like the number one thing. It's like, yeah, I want a person that's always sweet, always kind to me, you know? And I was reading this article that uh, this person asked a bunch of people, I forget how many, like more than a thousand, I forget. But um, 
And they're asking the, the people, like, what is something that you want from your future spouse? And, like, a lot of people said kindness. That was, like, the number one thing was kindness. And that's so true. Like, we desire kindness from people, right? If, you, if someone's always rude or angry, it's like, you don't want to be around them, right? You're like, ah, yeah, I'll stay away. But when someone's kind, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it changes the atmosphere, right? It changes even, like, if you're having a bad day, it changes the way you feel. Like, whoa, this person's so happy. Like, Dick and Chad, everyone knows, right? When he, his smile, when he comes in the room, he, he warms up the room, right? It's like it changes. Even, like, at work sometimes, I notice, like, stuff going on. I'm like, okay, you know, it seems gloomy in here. Like, what happened? Like, it seems like someone's upset or someone's, you know, uh, angry, you know? And it's like, I'm like, okay, no, God, help me to change, change it up. Like, who can I reach in touch and love on, you know? And it changes that atmosphere. Like, when someone starts throwing out a joke, like, everyone starts laughing, you know? It changes the atmosphere because you're, you're bringing that kindness, you're bringing that joy, you're bringing that love, right? And um, that's where we're supposed to be, that light. Amen? Amen. So... The last scripture I want to read um, is Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Um, actually, 32. Be kind. I think I read this one, actually. But I'll read it again. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as Christ God forgave you. Amen. So be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ has forgiven you. So walking and reflecting what Jesus did, right? Following after his footsteps and um, not allowing, like uh, Travis and Mar mentioned, like those cycles. You know, if, you, if you're going through any cycles in life, going through the same struggle, going through same problems and issues in life, ask yourself, God, what is it that I need to change, right? And it's like, you have to overcome that cycle. And whatever it is, if you, you know, if you're struggling with kindness, like, God, help me to overcome um, that trial with kindness, whatever it is, you know. And so ask the Lord, help me to not take shortcuts, but face things in life so I could be a stronger person in Christ. Amen? To overcome. And that's what this whole series is about, is having those, those spiritual gifts, right? Having those fruits and growing them right and you it's like when you go work out don't expect like okay i'm gonna you know lift this thousand pounds you know first time it takes time and same thing in the spiritual like we we have to exercise what we have and by exercising it is we have to face our problems face our trials and not dodging them not going through these cycles but overcoming overcoming them by the tools that god has given us amen